Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk for getting in your feelings because your partner didn't want to buy you a sandwich? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for refusing to name my son after me? My family have a tradition going back six generations in which the firstborn son is named William. My father and I go by our middle names to avoid confusion, whilst my grandfather is known as Bill. It's not that I don't like tradition, it's just that my middle name James is the name I've always been known as, and I always hated being made fun of when I was younger, especially at school when a new teacher would inevitably call out my actual first name when taking the register, and all of the other kids would laugh at me for trying to explain that I didn't want to be called that. Now I'm an adult. I know that if I wanted to, I could legally change my name by deed poll, but I guess I've just got used to the inconvenience, and at this stage of my life, it's more a conversation starter if anything else. I also understand that of all the things to be made fun of when younger, it's pretty low down on the list, and some people would just say I'm being petty. Anyway, I've recently become a father to a beautiful baby boy, and to my family's horror, we have named him Ezra, which both me and my partner love. We've still given him the middle name William, but this is not good enough for my family who have practically not acknowledged my son's name at all. He's three months old now, and whenever they interact with him, he's referred to as Junior, or the child. All I really want for Ezra is for him to feel like he's his own person when he grows up, to not feel like there is some kind of burden on him to live up to any expectations we might have for him, like I suppose I've always felt somewhat, and to feel comfortable knowing that any decisions he makes, me and his mom will always support him. This is what makes me stand by our decision, but I can't help but feel guilt for breaking the tradition, and that there's now a slight rift between me and my family, especially my dad. Am I the jerk for not naming my son William? Ultimately, I think you have the right to name your kid anything you want to name it. I think if you wanted to try to keep the tradition, cool, especially considering William's not necessarily a bad name to name your kid, as far as anybody would be concerned as being old-fashioned or weirdly unique or anything like that. Bottom line, OP and their partner cannot be the jerks for this, right? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for being too honest about why I will never consider my dad's wife an equal parent or second mom? My parents were younger when they had me, both 19. They were together until I was one-ish and then they broke up. They didn't get married so there was no divorce or anything. I also have my mom's last name and that does come up later which is why I'm saying it here. My dad met his wife Carol when I was 5 or 6. I met her age 6 and she was married to him when I was 7. They also had 4 kids in 4 years starting a few months after the wedding because Carol is older than my dad and felt her biological clock ticking, apparently. It was all very fast for me. My relationship with Carol is not very close. She's made a lot of efforts to take on the role of third parent and second mom, but I always keep her as just my dad's wife. Or as someone who's part of the wider family but it's not exactly someone important to me, I have a few reasons for this. She never lets me call her Carol. She pushed for mom or mama years ago and we ended up both settling for ma'am since first names are a no-no. She's also pushy with her religion and has called me disrespectful for not giving her religion a chance and not attending unless I'm forced to. I don't believe in religion and I was mostly raised without it. 
Dad converted for her, but mom said no to me doing it, and I'm so glad. Carol also acted like we had years to get to know each other before she became my dad's wife, and in reality, it was about a year. The other stuff is she hates my mom and is not afraid to voice that stuff around me. Carol hates that I have mom's last name and not dad's. Carol hates the first name my mom chose for me and has implied she was selfish for giving it to me because it's more unique and uncommon and not a normal name. She has called my mom white trash, trailer trash, a disgrace as a parent, etc. for the name, and she feels like my dad should have named me as his first son. Then she also blames mom for not encouraging me to use my middle name, which dad chose, and is more of a name Carol likes. She also disagreed with mom not putting me in sports when I was a lot younger. Carol is big into boys needing sports from a very young age, and my mom never considered that a priority. Carol is so disrespectful about my mom so often. A couple of weeks ago, while I was at my dad's, Carol and I were alone and she wanted to know why I never treat her like a parent and what she's done so wrong that I refuse to acknowledge her as any kind of mom to me. I mentioned all of the above and how much I hate when she gets like that. I told her she can't expect to win me over when she crap talks my mom all the time and disrespects me by disrespecting my name. I told her I would never love someone who acts that way. She was hurt, I could tell, but she was also angry and so was dad when she told him what I said. They accused me of treating Carol with so much disrespect and harshness. Am I the jerk? Personally, I think she should have been more than aware that her behavior would not be conducive to winning somebody over. And after everything, she went and asked you why things are the way they are, and you told her. I don't think OP's the jerk for feeling the way they do. Our next story is, am I the jerk for saying, you should have thought about that before you procreated? My ex and I have a 13-year-old daughter, Nicole. Nicole has several medical conditions that require a lot of attention. She will need some sort of in-home assistance for the rest of her life. While we have an aide to help a couple of days a week, it is still a challenge. The outcome of Nicole's condition became clear when she was two. At that point, my ex and I agreed we wouldn't have more kids because it wouldn't be fair to anyone. There'd be no way that we could focus attention on two kids. Someone would lose out in the situation. We divorced when Nicole was five. We originally had 50-50 custody. Three years later, my ex remarried. His new wife, Callie, is nice. My ex did say that she didn't understand the severity of Nicole's condition. I figured there was a learning curve. Eventually, Callie basically said she wanted to be hands-off, which I respected, though I wondered how it'd work considering Nicole lives with them half the time. Last year, my ex and Callie had a baby. I was a little surprised given my ex was always firm on not having more kids, but figured it wasn't any of my business. He did begin to complain that it was a lot of work juggling Nicole and the baby. I sympathized, but didn't really know what else to say. Recently, the venting got worse. He said Callie yelled at him for taking Nicole to her physical therapy appointment instead of helping her with the baby. He brought up potentially having Nicole stay with me more. I wasn't entirely shocked, but it ticked me off. I said Nicole was his daughter. He can't just abandon that responsibility. He asked what he was supposed to do about the baby. I said, maybe you should have thought of that before you procreated? I mean, really, we discussed this 10 years ago as to why it would be hard to juggle two kids. Why did you think having another would be a good idea? He got quiet and said Callie wanted a baby. I said that isn't enough of a reason and maybe he should have thought harder before bringing more life into this world. The conversation ended with me saying I'd call my lawyer and we could arrange for him to have less custody as I'd rather my daughter be properly cared for than be viewed as a burden. Callie called me that night very upset that I'd made my ex cry and that I said her baby shouldn't exist. I said that's not what I said completely. 
more that they didn't think it through. She called me a jerk. Am I the jerk? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I think this is just one of those situations where you say, hey, I'm telling you like it is, and you're actually not the jerk for saying that because it truly is just the situation at hand. You have no room to complain about taking care of your kids if you willingly chose to have those kids. And it's not like it was a happy accident either, like they chose to have those kids. Our next story is, am I the jerk for kicking my brother and his fiancée from my house after she made comments on my girlfriend's eating habits? I, 30-year-old male, have been with my girlfriend Kelly, 29-year-old female, for 4 years and have known her for 10. Kelly is autistic and one of her biggest problems is food. However, since getting together with me, she has opened up to a lot of new foods. Just to give an example, she wouldn't eat certain vegetables as they are, but wouldn't mind having them blended in or cut in small pieces or spirals. Now, my brother Kevin, 35-year-old male, has recently proposed to his girlfriend of three years, Laura. He mentioned he has some news to announce, and will I be okay to host a family dinner at my place, since I love cooking? I said it wouldn't be a problem, and we've decided on Japanese theme. Now to the issue, for the main dish I've made ramen, including the noodles and broth from scratch, it had to be chicken, as Kelly doesn't really like beef or pork, and since my mother, who also doesn't eat pork... For Kelly's portion only, I've added some extra veggies, zucchinis, carrots, sweet corn, and some others, since she's not fond of eggs. So naturally, her ramen was served without an egg, while everyone else had a standard portion, which is enough to fill a grown man. I also made sure there were some snacks on the table like tempura, yakitori skewers, onigiri, etc. Well, within the first half hour of her being there, Laura kept picking on Kelly and kept saying that she can't say she likes ramen because her version is not authentic. 
None of us are Asian or have any ties to Asia if it matters, which was upsetting to her and meant that Kelly started to eat significantly slower compared to the rest of the group. It happens when she's getting anxious. Then Laura has tried to grab some of Kelly's ramen to try and prove the point, so Kelly freaked out since she really doesn't like sharing food that's already on her plate. This resulted in an argument between Kelly and Laura, and Kelly crying due to her being overwhelmed. After this, I've asked my brother and Laura to leave. My parents were absolutely terrified over how Laura behaved towards Kelly and hinted that Laura should apologize. They ended up leaving, but later I received a call from Kevin calling me a jerk for kicking them out and spoiling Laura's pregnancy reveal. He also wasn't happy about our mother scolding him over Laura's behavior. I mean, all of that stuff was said in just bad faith. I mean, just mean-spirited comments that have no point of being said besides really trying to hurt somebody. Like, why would you even say that stuff? I wonder if Laura's just jealous of Kelly. Some kind of insecurity where they've got to put her down to make her feel better about herself. Our next story is, am I the jerk for kicking out my mother-in-law even though she meant no harm? My sister-in-law is a vile person. My husband and the rest of his family do not speak to her, or so I thought. I was having a very nice day some time ago when a friend suddenly sent me a screenshot. It was a picture of someone on Twitter saying horrible things about my children, three and five, I was horrified because I don't put pictures of them on social media. My friend explained that person A that insulted my kids was arguing with person B whose header was a picture of my children. Person A assumed that they were person B's kids and insulted them as a comeback. Friend said she was pretty sure I wasn't person B because they had some weird things in their bio slash tweet history that I would never say or believe in. I informed my husband and we basically freaked out trying to figure out who person B was and why they had a picture of our children. I then remembered that I sent that picture of the kids to my mother-in-law and I even checked our texts to make sure. Mother-in-law has been staying with us for a week or so, so we waited for her to come home from wherever, then my husband explained what happened. She seemed concerned as well until my husband asked if she sent that picture to anyone else. She immediately went red in the face and started avoiding eye contact and everything. She then said that she sent it to my sister-in-law. In fact, she's been sending her several pictures of my children. I can't even lie, I saw red. It made a lot of sense too because after looking through person B's account, they sounded just like her. Mother-in-law apologized and said she was just trying to make her daughter feel less isolated. But I was so incredibly angry. I told my mother-in-law that all I'm hearing from her is utter bull and she doesn't have to worry about her poor daughter being isolated because she can pack up her crap and go live with her. Mother-in-law immediately started apologizing and said she didn't think sister-in-law would save the pictures. She swore to never do it again and even deleted the pictures of my children off her phone. I couldn't bring myself to care. The next day while she was leaving, she said I was being too harsh. I told her to stop talking to me. My husband is completely on board with this, but he's busy with his sister and making sure she changes her Twitter header. It did end up being her. I can't explain the amount of rage I still feel, but mother-in-law did seem very apologetic, and my father-in-law, her ex-husband, even reached out to me saying that my anger is valid, but that I shouldn't kick her out because I've left her in a very tough spot, especially since she had zero bad intentions. I'm afraid my anger is blinding me and my husband, so I'm just curious. Am I the jerk? I just think in a situation like this, you have every right to be upset. If you do share a picture of your kids with some of your relatives, you're not doing so with the express consent of them sharing it around to anywhere, and especially those people then using that wherever they want to. 
I feel like if any parent finds out that somebody else is using a picture of their kids on any kind of social media without them ever being aware of it, it's totally fair for them to go and react like this and really fight for their kids. Our next story is, am I the jerk for taking one of my husband's cheeseburgers? My husband and I have three sons. Last Saturday, he took them out to run errands while I stayed home to do housework. They went to McDonald's on the way home and brought food back for me. I told them to get me a 10-piece chicken nuggets and medium fries. Apparently, the boys were still hungry in the car after eating their meals and asked my husband if they could have some of my food. He told them they could have a couple nuggets and a few fries. His reasoning was that I rarely finish my whole order, which is true. I usually eat 7-8 to nuggets and most of the fries. Well, they each took two nuggets and a few fries, which means that what was handed to me for lunch was four nuggets and about a quarter of the container of fries. My husband has this habit of buying himself three extra cheeseburgers, the little thin ones, when he goes to McDonald's so that he can eat them for breakfast the next day. He puts them in the waffle iron to reheat them. He swears it's his favorite breakfast. He's a weirdo. Anyway, knowing that he'd already eaten his full McDonald's lunch and he still had those cheeseburgers, I asked him for one so I could have a full lunch. He said no because he needs them for breakfast. Here's where I might be the jerk. I took one and ate it anyway. I was hungry and annoyed that my food was eaten and it didn't make sense to me that he would deny me a full lunch so that he could have breakfast. He still has two cheeseburgers for breakfast. He can have an egg with them or something if it's not enough food. He got mad that I ate his cheeseburger and doesn't think it's the same as him letting the kids eat my food because he didn't realize that they took so much, so he didn't intend to upset me. Whereas I knew I was upsetting him when I took the cheeseburger. He thinks I could have just eaten leftovers or something, but like, he could do that too. And should, since he gave my food away. Am I the jerk here? He thinks I am because I took his food after he said no. But I was not given the opportunity to say no before he let the kids take my food, so it's not a fair comparison. I feel like fundamentally the real problem here is did they not buy enough food for Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. The kids, if the kids are like stealing from your plate, really what the husband should have done here is, okay, kids, I'll buy you a 10 piece nuggets to split between yourselves. Him just utterly not caring about OP getting the absolute short end of the stick here? You can't feel too bad for him when he has to eat two cheeseburgers instead of three. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister-in-law slash best friend that she overshadowed my wedding? Burner account, I, 29-year-old female, am married to Nate, 29-year-old male, and his sister is Denise, 29-year-old female. We are all childhood friends, and I married Nate almost a year ago. Denise at this time was 7 months pregnant with her first child. Her husband is Wayne, 30 year old male. Not too long after our reception started, Denise went into preterm labor. Her pregnancy up until that point was not high risk so this was completely out of nowhere and stunned all of us. She understandably had to leave with Wayne to the hospital and most of their side of the family left out of concern. 
She insisted we stay and have fun, and Lord knows Nate and I tried, but knowing that she was in unexpected high-risk labor was at the forefront of our minds, and we made the difficult decision to end the reception about an hour and a half early and joined up at the hospital. My nephew Ben was born that night, and we were all excited, but I'll admit, Nate and I felt a bit miffed that our wedding day was kind of stolen by this event. We kept this to ourselves though, as this was obviously unplanned and it's cruel to put that on Denise and Wayne. But from that point on, nobody ever talked about our marriage, just baby Ben. The times I think a relative mentioned our wedding can be counted on one hand, I get it. New additions to the family are ultimately more important, but my wedding day will never just be about my wedding, it'll be about Ben. And whenever he comes up or I see him, I feel bitter because I'm reminded of what happened at the wedding. Yes, I know I'm jealous of a baby. I feel like crap for it. Nate was like this too for a while but grew out of it. I'm still working on it. Ben is turning one in two weeks and that's all everyone's talking about. Not a peep about our anniversary. I already know I'll just be depressed and mopey the whole time, so I asked if Nate could politely tell him I would not be there. He did and Denise was pretty upset and demanded to know why. He refused, so she confronted me via text. She told me that she's picked up on how I seem sad whenever Ben is mentioned and said I'm hurting her that I can't tell her why. I decided to be honest and tell her that I've been very depressed, not just for this issue, but it is contributing, and that I felt that my wedding was overshadowed by her unexpected labor. I did tell her I'm not mad at anyone because it was unplanned. I just need to not be reminded of it on my anniversary. She did not respond and just blocked me. But Wayne uninvited Nate and told him to keep him and I far away from his family? Nate's confused and I feel like crap. Am I the jerk? I mean, personally, I can't fault OP because it's supposed to be like their most important day of their lives to them to this point, and everything about it was kind of understandably overshadowed. Now, to be fair, I don't know how often people really do go talking about somebody else's wedding too much after the fact, or really remembering and mentioning relatives' anniversaries. I don't know if that's just a me and my family thing that I've experienced, but I just don't feel like as far as a yearly recurrence or bringing up thing, I've never really seen much family say, oh, your anniversary's coming up, right? I think it's just obviously unrealistic to hope for your anniversary to be the biggest thing that your whole family would recognize at that time frame. And while I can't fault OP for being sad about it in some ways, I feel like they are being the jerk for making it a bigger deal than it needs to be, as far as when it comes to the existence of this kid. After a year, I don't think it's acceptable to be at the point where you can't even really acknowledge your nephew's existence without still being upset. Maybe it's just something that's being aggravated with what else OP is dealing with? Our next story is, am I the jerk for calling my boyfriend a jerk for refusing to accommodate my brother's eating habits? So my boyfriend and I have been dating for 11 months. In fact, our one-year anniversary would be this coming Sunday. So my boyfriend thought it would be a cool idea for him to cook for my parents. He wants to make fish tacos. The thing is, my brother would have to come as well, because my parents don't like leaving him home alone. And my brother has very particular food habits. He's an extremely picky eater, and he will only eat what he likes, which isn't a lot. I told my boyfriend he would have to make some chicken strips on the side, and he said no. He said he won't accommodate for my brother. He said first of all, he invited my parents, not my brother, even though he knew my parents won't leave my brother home alone. Then he said my brother needs to grow the freak up and act like an adult, and that my parents babied him his whole life and that's why he is the way he is. I said there's nothing wrong with my brother, 
but he laughed and rolled his eyes. He said my brother is a grown adult and should have a job and stop relying on my parents and that he can't stand picky eaters, so he will not make anything for my brother, nor will he allow them to bring anything for him. I told him he was unreasonable and was being a jerk. He looked at me and said to get used to it because life won't hold my brother's hand forever. Now my boyfriend is ignoring me and playing games on his computer instead of talking to me. I feel like maybe I might have gone too far calling him a jerk. Was I a jerk here? So I think the issue here fundamentally is the brother is 22 years old, has no clear issues that would make it understandable for the parents to still be caring for them and bring them along everywhere they go. So the issue really here is when the boyfriend invites OP's parents over, they're not inviting the 22 year old adult fully capable brother. That's really the heart of the issue here. I mean, it's no big deal heating up some chicken strips. It's really simple, you know, whatever. But they're trying to bring along a fully capable adult that they never intended on inviting. Our next story is, am I the jerk for explaining to a little girl why my son looks weird to her? I am the kind of person who cherishes outside and unbiased perspectives, and I was referred to this place as a potential source of exactly that. I am very unfamiliar with Reddit, but I decided to try nonetheless. I am 30, my husband is 28, and we have a 9-year-old son. Both my husband and I come from a mixed-race background. My mother is a brown South Asian woman, while my father is a white Eastern European man. My husband comes from a Central American family that has interracial parents going back centuries. Our son has clear ethnic features, but he's much paler than both my husband and I. He may appear white passing from a distance. Two-fourths of his grandparents also have white skin, so this is no surprise to us. Some days ago, we were out grocery shopping when we ran into my son's classmate, her younger sister, and their parents. We struck up some small talk with the parents while our kids talked, when the younger sister remarked that my son looks weird. Her parents looked mortified, but neither my husband or myself took offense. She looks about six years old, and children have little to no filter. We also live in a predominantly white European country. I can tell that it came from a place of curiosity, rather than from a place of ill intent. I told this little girl something along the lines of, think about your grandparents. They all look very similar, don't they? Well, my son's grandparents all look very differently. That means my son has four very different faces making up his own. She seemed a little confused, and I will admit that I've never been very good at kid talking, but she seemed very interested and thanked me. The mother, however, was not appreciative. She told me that it was extremely rude of me to have that kind of conversation with someone else's child, and that I should have let her and her partner do it on their own accord. I apologized and explained to her that I didn't mean to interfere with their parenting, but that I could tell her young girl was genuinely curious. She again reiterated that this was a conversation that the parents of the child should have, and to stay out of it. I asked her, well, if it was up to you, then when would you have this conversation with your child? Because mixed race and non-white people will exist even when you think your child isn't ready to learn about them. My response seemed to anger her quite a bit, but her partner told her to drop it. We said our goodbyes and went on with our day. According to my son, his classmate has since been very wary of him. According to him, she acts as if he has personally wronged her, despite the catalyst most likely being our interaction at the store. I am very sad that this seems to have caused issues in the classroom, and it's causing my boy a fair bit of distress too. I would like to ask if I'm in the wrong, so that I can take the appropriate measures needed. 
I really don't think OP was out of line here. I think it's a pretty normal conversation to have, and the kid was engaging you in a very simple, non-inappropriate conversation. OP just explained what was going on in the best way they could. It's not like OP sought the kid out and tried to engage in conversation with them. The kid honestly probably just thinks they got in trouble for asking questions about somebody else's appearance. Maybe they feel like, talking about that kid made me get in trouble so I'm going to avoid him. Our next story is, am I the jerk for condescending to my kid's teacher? My, 26, daughter, 6, came home a couple of weeks ago and told me her teacher said she got too many fruits in her lunch and told her to tell me that she needs a bigger sandwich. Considering my daughter never finishes her lunch as is, and that she likes her lunches, I just ignored her teacher. This morning, as I'm putting her lunch bag in her backpack, she tells me that her teacher has made comments to her about how her lunch isn't healthy. At this point, I was frustrated. Every day, I make her a homemade uncrustable, PB&J, no crust, two to three fruits or vegetable sides, carrots, apples, bananas, oranges, cherry tomatoes, etc., A small side of chips, usually goldfish, but occasionally she asks for spicy chips, which she can only handle a few of, an honesty juice box that's actually 90% water, organic and with no added sugar, and a small treat, two to three Oreos, trail mix with M&Ms, a fun-sized candy. So I wrote her teacher a note which read, Dear teacher, it has been brought to my attention that you've been making comments to my daughter about her lunch. I wasn't aware that you were a dietitian. My sister actually is a doctor and seems to think her diet is better than a lot of kids her age. And to be frank, even if I were packing her junk, that would be none of your concern. If you have any more opinions about my daughter's eating habits, speak to me or keep them to yourself. Thank you, signed. I'm aware this was a bit harsh, but am I out of line after she's made multiple comments that have made my kindergartner ashamed of her lunch? Maybe if it was a situation where they had like a quarter of a sandwich and that's it. You know, something where you're like, you're actually concerned the kid is not getting enough food. Maybe it would be understandable. But definitely in this situation, I think OP is definitely not the jerk. And especially for trying to make sure that their kid doesn't feel upset or guilty or embarrassed about their lunch. If anything like this continues to happen, especially ask your daughter if anything like that is happening. And if so, time to take that letter conversation but have it in person. I mean, shoot, maybe OP should have had it in person to begin with. Our next story is, am I the jerk for getting my feelings hurt when my wife didn't want to buy me a sandwich? Today is my wife's birthday. One of the things she looks forward to is collecting her free birthday food and drinks from places. For the last couple of days, the plan has been that she would go to Firehouse Subs, get her a free sandwich, and also bring me one home for lunch. Her idea. This morning, she suddenly asked me if it would be okay if she didn't buy me a sandwich because it would make her free sandwich feel less special. I agree that this would be fine because we have plenty of other food I can eat at the house, but I couldn't help but have my feelings hurt with the thought that somehow doing something nice for me, or the fact that I also get a sandwich, makes her feel less special. I hear that this is the case and it's her birthday, so maybe I don't need to understand, but I just can't relate. Doing something nice for her, like bringing her a sandwich, would make me feel good. Before she left, perhaps sensing that my feelings had been hurt, she tried to talk to me about it to understand why it was something that hurt my feelings. I tried to explain it to her, but she got frustrated that I was explaining the why, thoughts, over and over and couldn't go deeper to describe the emotion, and maybe where that emotion was coming from at the root. 
I told her I would try to process it and maybe we could talk more later and she left with us on good terms. But it just makes me wonder if I'm being a big sensitive baby or if it's normal to feel hurt by this. Update, I feel justifiably and thoroughly roasted by the internet. Long story short, she weirdly didn't want to buy a sandwich because then hers didn't feel free. I felt hurt that she didn't want to do this thing for me anymore. None of this is a big deal. It's her birthday. Let's all move on. Unfortunately, she's definitely expecting me to be able to speak to her about my emotions and core beliefs about why I got upset at some point today. So somehow this has become a whole thing, which kind of sucks. I think the thing that bothers me the most about this is they go straight to OP and say, can you break down why you feel that way? Why it makes you upset that you would have to forego a sandwich to make me feel special? Because can the same thing not be turned right around on them? Why are you getting upset or in your feelings if I do buy a sandwich for myself? Do you not want me to have nice things just to make you feel a little bit more special? Can you really say that out loud and not feel any amount of guilt over it? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.